Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon. Wait, whoops. <laughs> good afternoon. Hold on, let me read my shirt. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her and scholar her. Skull her. Scholar. Scholar. Which was all joy, by the way, because I was going to do that wrong. That wasn't even again. me. That it was wasn't one you? Of my friends. Okay, yeah. well. Your friend was right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hi, my name is Summer, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I just want you to know... <laughs> I'm so excited. I just This is my favorite way for a compliment to start, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. Just so you know. <laughs> I just want you to know that if you jump, I jump, right? <laughs> I've been waiting to use that one. I've been waiting for the right moment. And I today was the right moment. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> and you're right. I am Joy. And I'm here with my uh, beautiful, beautiful co-host, Summer. And I want you to know, Summer, that you're a shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. Where? Thank you, Queen. Where? Oh, okay. Thank Don't you. Stop me now. Okay. Yeah. I was like, this is from something. Oh yeah. Vaguely familiar. Okay. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do feel that like that. I feel like a tiger that defies gravity all the mm-hmm. time. Like today, so. when I defied space time, and for some yeah, reason, what was with that? For some reason, talk about it. Maybe someone has an explanation. I have no explanation for this. I leave. I have a five-hour drive to get here. <clears throat> I leave at the same time every time. But I got here like an hour earlier yep. than I've ever gotten here. My cruise control was at least two, three miles slower than I normally set it. Because once I realized like I was making great time, I was just like, I'm not, I'm, no, not, I'm not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And then also because I kept having more time than I needed to have. I was taking my time. I made extra stops. I right. hung out for a minute. I stretched. Like I took my time and I still got here an hour earlier than normal and I cannot figure it out. And you left at the same time. And I left at the same time. And there's not been a t- time change. No. Like not recently. Daylight savings already happened. has been going for a while. Yeah. I can't figure it out. Like what just happened? Same route, slower speed, left at the same time. Obviously, I mean, I know there's like a lot of aliens my- in the Nevada desert. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe there was like a hole I drove through that just right. like shot me forward an hour. My right. husband's going to like hear this and like text me and be like, well, this is why. And it's going to be the most obvious. <laughs> It'll be something weird. Like I changed the time on the alarm clock. <laughs> so you actually did leave an hour early. <laughs> right. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I need it. Yeah, whatever. 
just whatever. There's we, something happened and something we're not, happened. we can't figure out what happened. No. So, and I'm just going to keep leaving. Just call us at our time. voicemail. <laughs> yeah. It's 470. And let us know what happened. Oh, no. It's 470. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know what you guys think. 470-465-0475. Yes. And the voicemails are amazing. And next time I want to play a bunch and maybe answer some questions. Maybe uh, we there do was like, one really amazing one, which one that I heard um, where it was just a guy looking for some other guy. Yes, that was so great. <laughs> he was he obviously had the wrong number. He had no idea he was calling Sheila. <laughs> and he was so chill. And I'm just right. wondering, like, after he heard our voicemail message that you get yeah, when you call. Because he was asking for a guy. So, like. I'm pretty. He did sound a little confused, yeah. though. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm looking for Yo, John or something. But... Yeah. Can you give me a call back? <laughs> that was amazing. No, the voicemails have been so great lately. So I want to like play some at some point. Maybe yeah. we have. Maybe I wait until we have like a whole episode of voicemails right. to go through. Is that a terrible idea or a good I don't idea? Think so. If you if you think it's a terrible idea, just call four seven zero four six five zero four seven five yell no and hang up Mm -hmm. or yes and slam the phone down yep it'll be great anyway if you actually are able to make a slamming noise Mm -hmm. when you hang up Mm -hmm. you'll definitely get played on yeah 100 (laughs) so we'll see what kind of like fully artists we have screamed (laughs) and it scared me because, like, it was quiet in the house, and then I hit play, and it was just, like, someone screaming. And yeah. it was, like, really, he really went for it, and I really yeah. appreciated it. We that. did ask everyone to to yell. To yell. <laughs> yeah. So, surprise. <laughs> we got a lot of yelling. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Oh, I meant to ask you earlier. I might as well just ask you now. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. Okay. Did you see? Did you see Infinity War yet? No. You haven't seen it? No. I don't understand. What? What don't you understand? I just don't care. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by I don't care? You I've saw The seen, Last Jedi. I think, well, because I care about Star Wars, kind of. I mean, I more than, more than the Marvel. Marvel Universe. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, I really liked comics growing up, and I love superheroes. It's one of my things I love. Like, it's in my food pyramid of things <laughs> that I watch on TV and movies. It's in your food pyramid. <laughs> it's probably superheroes. like it's probably like the okay. protein section. Yeah. I like superheroes. It is. Sure. But for some reason, I don't know, like I just I just You don't care. It's they're all the same. Well and the I movies don't care have, yeah. I don't care what they're doing. Have you seen all the drama? I'm online? like not interested in what Captain America's gonna do next. I've read like twelve threads about how like superheroes are blasphemous or something oh oh i'm sure anyway well and then people are like well it's the culmination of all these movies and i'm like i've seen i've seen three out of the 20 movies you're referring to really so something's wrong i really haven't seen a lot of this the newer superhero movies like the big marvel universe movies guardians of the galaxy i've seen that one both of them no just the first one all the iron mans i've seen none of the iron man what i actually hate tony stark I can't. He's a jerk. No, he's not. He's misunderstood. Um, no, he's totally just a jerk. No, he's not. He's he, a jerk that happens. He sacrifices his life to save New York. And if you saw the movies, you would know that. He does it within like a suit, though. That's like super strong. 
and outside of the suit, he's he was, a jerk. But he was going to die. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't think so. Um, I really <laughs> don't care what Gwyneth Paltrow thinks. Like, that's not even said to just be sassy. Like, I, I legitimately do not care at all what she thinks or says. Well, okay. Fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't I just as wanted excited. to know if you hated it or loved it. That's a bit. Well, now you know how I feel about it. But you feel neither, which wasn't what I was looking for. Well, actually, I just. I just dislike them. I oh. have no interest in seeing. That doesn't appeal to me. Like, if someone was like, hey, come watch all the Marvel Universe movies, I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm okay. I've never seen Iron Man, and I'm okay with it. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I've probably seen, th- like, three or four Marvel movies. What is happening? Okay. Out of, like, the 53 they made. <laughs> They have made a lot. They've made too many. I applaud their um, stick to it marketing. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I applaud their ability to make money. It's very smart. But I mean, we haven't had a pop culture phenomenon quite this right. scale, yeah. I think, since Lord I mean, of the Rings. But even Lord of the Rings was three films, right? And this is spanning so many, and it's just crazy. It's right. such a time for that. We're like, I'm always thinking about. 20 years from now when we look back at this marvel age right. like what are we going to think about it yeah um because it's kind of like you know our parents generation they were the star wars age right and it's like nothing was as big yeah but even the star wars age was contained in the 70s you know right and early 80s to three films right and this is like i don't even know how many 20 ish something like that films yeah. and it's just crazy yeah. to think about Anyway, I don't know where that came from. I just want to know if you loved or hated the movie. I don't care. Like, I'm going to be fine forever. You're never going to try to watch them? No, no, no I don't want to watch 19 movies <laughs> of a thing I don't care about. You don't have to watch all of them. What about just the Avengers movies? I've seen one of those. Yeah, they're not that great. I saw the one, the, the one with... Uh, the one that was Scarlet like, Witch. maybe I've seen two Avengers The one movies. with the Olsen chick. Or they're really long, so maybe I'm just thinking of two subplots of the same movie. They're really long, dude. <laughs> and just like our conversation on this. And there's like 50 this. superhero characters in, in them. I, I don't know. know. Anyway. Whatever. This is I like X-Men. Yeah. X-Men's bomb. I have some loyalty there. Yeah, I do too. Anyway. Okay. Hey, this was your topic. It is my topic. This, like... When you first said, let's talk about this, I was like, what is she talking about? And now I'm like, I know. <laughs> I get it. Like, you can't really get that through a message, I feel right. like. Yeah. There's certain things that you have to just talk through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of understand, like, the point of talking about that thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, the thing that I wanted to talk about was basically, um, like, learning uh-huh. and h- how to learn mm-hmm. what are good wise ways to learn um are there things we don't need to learn Mm. um when we when we when we seek information from other people Mm -hmm. how should we ask yeah um what are the types of questions you should ask are there things you should seek out for your own Mm -hmm. um or should you just always like seek yep someone else giving yeah. you the information yeah like how how do we because i think that's something especially like in our 
sort of um, reformed niche, mm-hmm. there's this, there's so much like the world opens up. The more little, the more things you learn, the more uh, theological titles you give yourself, like mm-hmm. whether you're reformed or post-millennial or amillennial or mm-hmm. covenantal right or yeah reconstructionist yeah or so da, all da, of da, those da, things da, 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 da. all of those things come with these this just vast array of deep topics and you feel this you can find 25 books on any of these topics right, yeah. immediately right <laughs> and it's like well i don't know i've never heard of these people before right. i don't know i don't know who to trust and so like a lot of times what will happen is people you'll just end up like i I'll get questions um, and they're well-intentioned. They're not, nobody's like trying to give me a hard time or anything, but it'll basically be like, can you outline all of the Levitical <laughs> law and tell me which ones apply today and which ones don't? And my response <laughs> to that is like, there are people who spent their whole lives doing that. Yeah. Like I can't do it in an email. No. And so it makes me think, um, you know, and you, it, I think that uh, learning is there are some people that are obviously incredibly smart, smarter than others that uh, just learn things very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's in one area. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are just know everything about everything. Yep. But the point is, is that uh, what I notice is that uh, learning is sort of viewed as more of a gift like you have a gift for learning and that's why you know so much. But what I want to focus on is that actually a lot of people who know a lot of things, it's because they worked to <laughs> learn it. Yeah. Like it's, it really is less of a gifting than we think it is. I do think More it's like, discipline. A, I think it's like a muscle. I think like yeah. once you work that you you are, the more you learn and the more you study, the better you get at it. Um, but I, ju- I think there's a misunderstanding yep. about like, well, I have all this pressure to learn this thing yeah. that my pastor talked about, Yep. Um, but I don't really have time. Half mm-hmm. of it I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I must just not be capable of learning it or, or sometimes, which uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty of this too. You look for a simplified way to learn something that's real that really will take discipline for you to learn. Yep. Like there's no way to learn Koine Greek. There's no like for dummies. <clears throat> right. You know? Yep. Like you either want to learn it or you like the idea of learning it, but right. you're not really interested in learning the it. The time that it would take and the <laughs> discipline right. that it would take. Yeah. Right. So I mean, that's basically yeah. what I want to talk about. I do think it's worth mentioning before we start that you don't have to learn everything about everything. <laughs> yep. um, and if you don't care about, like, not that not that you don't care about it, but if you don't have a specific, like, burden for a topic, yeah, um, you don't... You don't have to learn it. Right, you don't, you don't have, have to, to become a about... scholar in everything. Yeah. And obviously, we're, neither one of us are scholars or no. researchers or whatever. And I think, <clears throat> for me, the point in the point in caring about like knowledge and learning is that you, you can only do it in a God honoring way if you're doing it to honor God. Right. And, you know, so we're told that, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
and <clears throat> knowledge and wisdom are tied together and you can't really get either of those things like outside of Jesus. Right. <laughs> like there's no like such even, thing. Even discipline right. isn't the root of knowledge and wisdom. Right. It's, even that. Right. It's going to be God. And then um, <clears throat> I think we'd be totally remiss in not reading First uh, Corinthians 18 because it says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Um, and then it goes on to talk about how Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So don't forget that when Paul was writing this, his contemporaries would have included disciples of Aristotle. Right. Meaning that um, basically like the the birth mm -hmm. of rhetoric thought and, and critical thinking. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and um, rhetoric being a really good one. And in this passage specifically, he is very clearly taking a shot at the wisdom of the age. Right. The wisdom of the world. Yeah. And like not he wasn't being gentle. He's like oh, where is the philosopher of this age? Right. No, they're all fools. Right. Um, and it's interesting to me because this is a, yet another example of a time when if Paul had put something like this on Facebook, he would have gotten like 200 angry comments about how mean, mean and he hurtful sounded. it was yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Um, but it's just like we can't forget that this is, it, it's not, and that's not the main point, but the point is that True knowledge, true wisdom can only flow from God yeah. and his authority and mm -hmm. what he said and what he what he says. And so a lot of like modern rhetoric is focused on being persuasive. Right. And I can't remember who said it, but this is one of my favorite quotes. Those eager to use tactics to persuade are never too far from manipulation. Right. So that's why as Christians, we shouldn't stand on a desire to persuade. Yeah. Because God's word is not manipulative. It's authoritative. Right. So when we speak, if we're speaking from God's word, it's not that God's word is firstly persuasive because mm -hmm. God's word is foolishness to those who are perishing. Right. Um, it's pers if it if it has any persuasion in it, it's persuasive because it's true and it's authoritative. Right. right. It's not. Right, it's from authority. It's not just because it happens to be pragmatic. Right, right. And um, yeah, just be careful of people who are always trying to pers be persuasive above authoritative. Because if, right. if, if your foundation is firstly scripture, you're speaking authoritatively, not persuasively. Right. Um, not never persuasively, but firstly authoritatively right. is what right. I'm arguing. <laughs> right, of course. Um, so any, any discussion we have of how to learn or why to learn 
if it's not rooted in scripture, it's going to be the foolishness that Paul was talking about. Right. And so a lot of times what we see today are these arguments where it's like, well, you know, this argument, this philosophy, it might be kind of worldly, but, you know, how can we apply it scripturally or right. how can we use it scripturally? Right. And to that, I say anathema right. because you're not supposed to look to the world. Paul very clearly says that the wisdom of the world is foolishness. Right. And um, we have a worldview and a philosophy presented in scripture that is the only correct one. And if any other philosophy gets anything right, then it's very clearly and it, it's very clear in that moment that it's merely borrowing a right. scriptural worldview in that moment. Um, and so we don't need to stand on it. Right. So, well, and there's an important lesson in critical thinking in there, which is that um, things mean, they mean what they mean. Yeah. So if, you know, if a secular musical artist writes a song and you're like, oh, well, I could sing this to God, that would indicate, like you said, that they're aware of the love of God. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the song's meaning can actually be changed right. to being about God because right. it was when they, things mean what they mean. They have objective right. meaning. We do not, right. we don't engage in this kind of like, oh, well, it means what I, yeah. Cause uh, I mean, where does, what, what does knowledge and wisdom mean if everything can be different, have a different meaning to everyone? <laughs> right. Right. There's no knowledge or wisdom. What's your authority in that moment? It's like, I mean, that's just the kind of the cool thing to do now is like just looking for, oh, what what kind of Christian thing can we pull out of this this anti-biblical worldview and then adopt it and make it our own? And it's like there's no need for that. And if you're giving up the authority and, and your standard, if you're willing to start from a different worldview in order to make your argument, like just abandon it altogether yeah. is what I'm going to say. There, I was, um, when I was in college, um, I had this really amazing uh, poetry teacher and it was like 100% workshopping class. Like you'd write something and then you'd workshop it. Um, and so, uh, and he's not a Christian, totally like atheist and enemy of God for sure. Um, but he, uh, there was a girl, a girl read her poem and he was like, well, what does this mean? She was like, it kind of just means like a different thing to every person. And he was like, oh, so it's universal meaning. And she was like, yeah. And he picked up a piece of blank paper and he said, this is my universal poem. (laughs) Right. So that's how we feel about objectivity. Yeah. If it's not rooted in anything, it's meaningless. Right. And if it's not rooted in scripture, then it's stupid. I mean, that's a great synonym for meaningless. Yeah. So we're not trying to be mean. No. Like that's what it is. (laughs) Those two things can be the same. Yeah. Um, And so whenever I'm, if I'm reading something online, if I'm reading a book, if I'm listening to someone make an argument, there's three questions that I ask myself, like to kind of just analyze anything I'm reading. There's three questions I ask myself. Number one, uh, I'm looking for the author's foundational presupposition. Right. I'm trying to see, um, which essentially brings me to the second one, which is this presupposition rooted in scripture. Right. Are there presuppositions being made 
that would not be rooted in scripture, mm-hmm. that, um, which leads me to my third question, which is, is this feelings based? Right. Is this an argument based on feelings? Um, is it based on scripture? What's the underlying presupposition here? Right. Um, and I that kind of helps me whenever I'm reading someone to try to understand where are they coming from? And particularly if it's someone who's a Christian um, or if it's uh, something I'm listening to that is supposed to be a Christian argument, I'm trying to understand. I'm always looking for what the presuppositions are. Um, and so an example of that would be something something that I'm always trying to understand the presupposition for is it's kind of really popular right now in a lot of Christian circles to make the argument that if you're truly pro-life, then you're also going to be pro-mass immigration because, right. and so that's a presupp. So you're presupposing right. that um, in order to not want someone to be allowed to have their arms and their head and their legs ripped off and their mother's right. womb as the same as not being pro open borders or pro right. allowing someone to live somewhere that's not the same right. as where they were living. There's like an oversimplification there that's like, um, well, if you really valued life, you would value it everywhere. Right. Like you obviously don't value life if, Right. You think that these people don't deserve to live where they want to live. Right. So is the presupposition then in order to love. So we know that loving your neighbor, you could put not murdering them underneath loving them. Can you put murder and someone not living in their chosen country or country they would like to live in on the same place? Now, that's not has nothing to say with like my views on immigration because I I guess I'm just going to have to add the caveat real quick right <laughs> that um I I'm not I believe countries should have borders but I am not happy with our immigration system right. however equating being against abortion right. with being against immigration is fallacious right and so if someone's engaging in that argument they're engaging in sophistry that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not rhetoric. It's not logic. It's not based in any kind of meaningful discussion of God's law and his standards. It's completely feelings based. Right. It's like, well, I feel right. that a person who wants to immigrate to America should be able to do that. And if you aren't for that in whatever whatever case I say you should be, then you're not really pro-life. And it's like, well, no, that's not true because I don't desire for any anyone to be murdered. Right. Well, and of caring, they, caring for a person is different than letting them live. Not murdering them. Like the church <laughs> is instructed to care for its members, but it's never instructed to not murder them. There was a law given that said, do not murder. (laughs) Right. Um, So it's like, it's just, those are two separate issues. The only thing that would link them together would be an oversimplification or feelings that was based off of how you felt about it. Right. So the presupposition there, it's based on an unproven presupposition that says, 
well, I feel that you don't really care about life if you don't agree with me right. on this issue. However, because of the biblical standards, we can know that you don't care about a baby in the womb. Right. If you're okay with their heads being ripped off. Right. I don't want someone's head to be ripped off if they can't immigrate. Does that make sense? Right. That, yeah. That's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Right. Um, and that's not, I'm not trying to get into arguments of like what I think about immigration. That's not what this episode is about. It was just a, it's just an example of a presupposition that is faulty. Right. And that's fallacious. Right. Well, and so like when you learn something, critical thinking, rhetoric, they're all important things, especially, I mean, I would say especially today with the amount of content that you can consume and learn. Yeah. You need, there needs, you need to know how to think how to examine these things right yeah yeah you, you need to be able to throw things out or yes. pull things in or yes examine further yeah um but so so thinking is a huge part of learning right um do you want to talk about how just like how to learn now how do you learn tell me um well so like i, I kind of alluded to earlier the big part of learning that we ignore is that you're gonna have to sit down and do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get it. I totally get wanting to know everything by getting like a shot or something, like an injection, a knowledge injection like in or the something. Matrix, yeah. In that movie. Something I totally get you just it. Download the file. Right. Yeah. Especially because when you're usually when you're in the process of learning something, you're learning it from someone yep. that that's there, someone that put in the work. And so when you look at them like it's a false comparison because you look at them and you're like, they know everything, but it took them 25 years to learn all right, that, to get right. to the point where they are. Right. So I want to sort of toss aside. I do think there are people who are better at learning certain things over others. I believe in natural ability. I believe in talent. I totally believe in that. Um, but at the same time, there is no expedited version of learning. Right. That being said, there are probably individually there's ways that individuals learn better than other individuals we're different in that way but there there's no shortcut yeah really and if there is a shortcut it's because someone spent 25 years of their life making it for you right um right so it's not something i want to sort of get rid of the idea that um it's this thing that not all of us can do yeah uh, because we should be yeah. doing it i mean in yeah. acts 17 mm -hmm. we are called to examine the yeah. scriptures so specifically learning about theological topics yes we're called to do that we're called to um examine what people say to us you're you should examine what we say to you yep um but there's no way to do that other than doing it right and it's part of it too is that it's not just so that you can have knowledge, like it's so that you can honor God. So something that, um, there's two lessons that my dad taught me that I think are really important. And I've told this story before, but when we started going out to talk to the Mormons, I was seven or eight, I was really young. And I remember asking him like, what can I read? Like what Mormon literature can I read right. um, to help me be better in these conversations. And he was like, you don't, you shouldn't read the Mormon literature. He's like, the best thing you can do is understand the gospel. Right. The best thing you can do if you want to evangelize someone is not 
necessarily be super, you know what they're going to say before they say right. it. Now, when you go, if you're going into a professional debate, then right. yeah, it's good to know. And well, it's also, not useless to know. Right. Well, it's important to know that if you are going to be in like a, like verbal confrontation or confrontation is not really the word I'm looking for engagement. Sure. Um, that a part of learning that may be doing it, doing it. Yeah. Not well at first Yeah, or not as good, you not have as to be good willing, as, you know, yeah, you have to be willing to have that like face plant right. moment or to walk away from it and be like, Oh, I should have said this. Right. But yeah. the point was, was that knowing scripture is going to be your most useful tool right. and any kind of, engagement or discussion or evangelism or debate like scripture is going to be you know it's not called a sword for no reason right and we are you're and i think that that's like it's not um if if you just desire knowledge for knowledge's sake so that you can defend what you believe so that you can be really knowledgeable and impressive um that can become idolatry. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're honoring someone there. Right. And it's not God. <laughs> right. And it, that's, a, I think that's really easy place. Yeah. It's easy to fall into yeah. that. Um, yep. Because typically you view the person who's teaching you with such esteem. Right. And a part of you would love that res the respect that comes with that knowledge. But that knowledge is only found, first of all, with God and the scripture as your authority. Second of all, through most of the time through like great sacrifice and discipline and yeah. self-control. Yes. Um, so it's not something that someone just like, yeah, you know, yeah, just woke up and knew one day. Right. You do really have to. Right. And that's I mean, that's that's really sanctifying wrestling and doing study. Right. And it's the easiest for us to do. Right. That it's easier than it's ever been. Right. To learn. Right. Right now. Yes, it is. I can act someone who I've never met who lived before I was even alive and is no longer alive. Yep. I can listen to their words now. Yes. I know. Like it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Like this is this this kind of education that's available to us for free today has never been known in the history of the world. Right. The the wealth of information that yeah. we have at our fingertips right. has never been known. And I think for the most part we abuse it or we don't mm -hmm. neglect or we neglect it or we don't use it. Right. Right. But the other thing my dad taught me that's super important in engagement is uh, it's important to try to understand what someone with an opposing viewpoint is saying to you and to not misrepresent them. Right. Now there, there can come a point, um, you know, for example, if you're, if you are standing on the word of God, and the person you're speaking to isn't, or the person you're mm -hmm. learning from isn't, you're gonna have disagreements. And there probably will come a point where they're like, well, that's not what I really believe or whatever. But that's when you need to be able to identify that bad presupposition um, and whether or not something is rooted in scripture. But it's really important not to paint the other side in a way that they're not even trying to paint themselves. Right. And someone might not realize they're standing on a faulty presupposition, but you're not going to get anywhere if you're not willing to listen to what they're saying. Right. And I think a lot of times we just, and I've talked about this before too, I think one of the big problems in with Christianity today is like we're fault, there's, there's a ditch on either side of the road and we tend to like live in one of the other ditches. 
um, and we take things to extremes right. and um, we all do it and it's it's a human nature problem. <laughs> um, but the point of accurately representing someone is that it's honesty. It's being honest. It's right. not being a liar. Right. Um, and a lot of times when we become very feelings based and we're not rooting our argumentation, our presuppositions in scripture, we end up becoming liars because we're not being honest. Right. And so, um, you know, if we're talking to a Muslim, we need to be honest with what they believe because a lot of times, okay, you will, you know, you have the extreme the extreme people who are like, well, Muslims are all about violence and da 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 da. Right. You're not gonna get anywhere if you're not actually dealing with what they're saying to you, right. and you're dealing you're dealing with what they're saying from a place of fear or ignorance, and you're not being honest with what they believe. You're not gonna move. You're not gonna learn. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna move the conversation forward, and you're not being honest or charitable. And so there's an element of honesty and Christian charity, I think in when we gain knowledge, it should be if you are studying another religions because you you want to engage with them. Right. You should remember that you're doing it not so that you can like beat them mm-hmm. or but to honor them and be to be charitable and right. to honor God and not in being honest. Right. There are good kinds of honesty and then there are kinds of honesty that are hurtful. Right. Like there's moments when you can be gentle and honest with someone and it's loving but there's plenty of honest things that we think that we should never say <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you might honestly think something that doesn't mean it should be said <laughs> right. right yeah i don't remember how i got there sorry i took us off the rails oh, how no, do we no. learn how do we learn Joy? right so yeah i mean as i said you sit you sit down and you, you put do the work it. in right we're not going to leave you there don't worry we have a few more um little things for you i I don't know what that was, Mm -hmm. but, um, so I know you have some stuff for this too, but I can jump off by saying that, um, accountability is really great when it comes to learning. Explain that. So you and I are in a very blessed position to where we have the accountability of our job. (laughs) Yeah. That's making us learn. Like it's our job to learn. Yeah. And so like, we're doing a bad job if we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, So that's a, I mean, and I use the word blessed for a reason. I get it. Not everyone's in that position. Um, That being said, I still do have to discipline myself to do it. Yes. Um, So, but the the point is, is that a lot of what I've learned is engagement through my job. Yeah. Um, So having, like, I need to learn it. Otherwise I'm not doing my job right. Right. So, um, of like a, a simplified version of that, if your job doesn't require that of you, yeah, is that if you're into a topic, mm-hmm. find someone to talk about it with. Sure, yeah. Um, find someone who disagrees with you yeah. to talk lovingly sure. about it. Engage with people. Um, accountability, having like basically putting a little bit of pressure on yourself to actually do it yeah. is a great, it makes self-control a little bit easier. Yep. If you have to, I mean, we do have to be, we're called to be self-controlled. Yes. So, um, uh, it's important, yeah. but, um, accountability is sort of just like a practical way Yeah. that would make it easier yeah. to learn things. Yeah. And that's really what we're giving you in this 
yeah. portion. I don't know if it'll fix all your problems, but <laughs> we're going to try yeah. and help a little bit. I think remembering that, uh, you know, and I won't repeat everything you said, but what you said, remembering that uh, if you think someone is smarter than you and knows a lot about something, that it's not like they just know that thing. Like they had to work for it, number one. Um, number two, being willing to do the work, being disciplined and self-controlled and whatever. And um, I think there's a level of just being curious and like courageous enough to put in some legwork sometimes. Right. I mean, I I get the a very attractive pull of, oh, I know this person who knows this answer, so I'm just going to ask them because... Right, um, and that's okay, my, of course, in certain... Yeah, I mean, my dad's James White. Right. Like, I can just message him and I can get an answer and right. I won't have to do any work whatsoever. Right. So one of the great things that my dad has done is 50% of the time he'll answer and 50% of the time he's like, um, I don't know, why don't you look it up? Right. And that's great because it's like, you know, I don't... We'd all benefit from being to told to Google it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the other day I said something, I think the word of 2018 is going to be allyship or ally. Uh -huh. And um, a bunch of people were like, what's that? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to time myself. So I started a timer mm -hmm. and I opened up Google and I typed in allyship. And within two minutes, I was able to screenshot a pretty accurate snapshot mm -hmm. of culturally what that word means. Right. It took two, it took 120 seconds. 120 seconds. Right. So that's not to say like that I'm upset at anybody who asked me what it was. Like right. that's fine. I right. said something publicly. You posted a comment. Whatever. Like great, good for you. Yeah. Um. But what I'm <clears throat> what I'm saying is, <coughs> sorry. Sometimes we should instead of just asking, like, go ahead and just like, let me Google that for you. How about you right. Google it for yourself? Right. I mean, right. it's right there. It's worth considering. Like, yeah. am I asking this question that I could find mm -hmm. for myself? Yeah. I think, I think a, a sort of a great gauge. So um, the amount of work you're willing to put in to learn something is an indicator of how much you actually want to learn it. Or how much you care about it. Right. That's totally so it. The yeah. thing is, is if you if you find yourself yeah. trying to learn all this stuff without putting a lot of yeah. time and energy in, right? You you might not actually right. have a burden or care for about that those topics, right? And you might be seeking that knowledge, like you might like the idea of knowing about that more than you actually want to know about it, right? Yeah, no, it's totally true. I was taking a look through the audiobooks that I've listened to on my drives. Yeah. Just to see like, oh, what have I gotten through? Um, they all have a theme. And <laughs> I, they're they're from all over the place. Uh -huh. They're from differing viewpoints. Right. There's people I agree with, people I don't agree with, but I was like literally sitting in this like nowhere town this morning scrolling through my Audible list like, oh, okay. I think there is a place called Nowhere. There, on the way no there is a place to, called nowhere yep, yep there like is. you actually were i wasn't in that town but i <laughs> okay. was in a i was in another nowhere town right because there's nothing in nowhere i know it's there's nothing. a town called nowhere yeah um but anyway i i was laughing because i realized i didn't realize before but for the past seven months that i've been making this drive regularly there is a theme to every single one of the books i have finished okay there are books that i haven't finished right yeah and they don't follow that one theme mm -hmm. that I'm clearly very interested in. 
So I just thought that was really interesting. I think everyone's going to want you to say what the thing was. Well, I <laughs> okay. So like today I finished Nancy Piercy's book, Love Thy Body. Okay. Which is about the gender right. debate, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I read uh, Single Gay Christian. Right. was the first one I finished. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Peterson's book. Um, Ryan T. Anderson's book on the gender debate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Accidental Feminist. Um, Camille Paglia's uh, Free Women, Free Men. Uh, so yeah, there's a theme. There's a theme there. Well, and so, like, I do want to add something because I don't want to discourage people or people to get the wrong idea. Okay. Sometimes like when you find your topic that you love, you do kind of have to do like a cursory introduction to a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. And in that, mm-hmm. like that's the moment when you, those are the moments that allow you to find those. Mm-hmm. So like there is, there is a general knowledge of course, and we're all called to give an account. Yep. Um, so like Be there's- Be ready to give a defense right. for the faith. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you are- doing like introductory introductory learning and just looking at topics and mm-hmm. learning what you can about them. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing as what I was talking about before. Yeah. Um, that's all good. Yeah. That's all learning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause I, if I hadn't, that's what I did to find the topics I love, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of like jump in and look around and mm-hmm. learn what you can. And mm-hmm. that's like how you find that, that fire for that thing. Yeah. That you end up 100%. really, really wanting to learn about and you're willing to put in the time. Yep. So. Yeah. No. Just wanted 100%. to. 100%. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel like we're saying like, don't ask us questions. Like it's oh, no. a good thing to ask. It's a good thing to ask questions. Oh, yeah. The point is, is are we asking questions or like, are we willing to do the legwork? Do we want to discipline ourselves and educate ourselves in any way? Right. Um, because, you know, we're not talking about we're not neither one of us are writing a doctoral thesis right no. now or anything like that. We just do really believe that it's important that you are capable of learning with confidence and that you're analyzing everything. You're analyzing what we say, mm-hmm. you're analyzing what blogs you read, what books you read, what other podcasts you listen to. Um are you analyzing it? Are you um from a position of scriptural authority right because right now um especially with what's going on uh especially being on super attached to social media um it's just a lot of really feelings-based argumentation it's a reflection of our of our day of our postmodern society of objective feelings being i'm sorry subjective feelings being everyone's golden standard and everyone lives by their universal blank piece of paper yes and you just kind of fill it this in every day as you go along. This means what I want it to mean. And right. then I, I'm offended if you don't agree that this means what I want it to mean. Right. And um, that is not who we should be as Christians. Right. Well, and we definitely don't, in, depending on the topic, we don't have to. Of course, you can look at something and go, oh, that's none of my business, whatever. But like we sh- we <laughs> Like sh- you, Joy. <laughs> that's your MO. <laughs> I mean, there are a few things that, that I, uh, you know want to be involved in but um 
Dang it. I totally forgot. My I track. derailed you. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. But you're on Twitter now, which is like the best thing ever. I know I am ever. on Twitter. Everyone follow J Temful. <laughs> J-T-M-F-U-L. And thou shalt be blessed. Right. There's two you're... tweets there. And can I tell oh, there's you? there's three now. There's three? Yeah. How did I miss one? Okay, well, I was highly involved in the writing of the first two. And not only was I so I was involved, like this, like the first two tweets for each one that Joy wrote, it was like a span of like five to six hours from the first time she brought it up to me to the time it was finally tweet lightly from the time it was finally posted, which, by the way, is her word because she doesn't have like the Twitter lingo. Right. She's like, do I post this? or something no and i said do i tweet it no like, you didn't I, I will go back <laughs> i will show you a screenshot you were talking about it like it was facebook and i was crying laughing well i'm sorry but like why are all the words don't be it's sorry all just branding never change joy you're, i don't you're beautiful like, and i, I love a how part you, of what i like about twitter is that i don't, don't understand, understand it, it and i find it so meaningless i find it it brings me so much joy and i don't want you to get the twitter lingo i want you to continue to take five hours before like from the time you, a tweet like starts to take oh, and root that's how, in your brain that's how so that's how i write them is i just like have thoughts and then they just sort of like evolve and over the day there's a total of three and we're talking about there's like we're making it sound like there's a whole backlog here There'll of be more. tweets I mean, there's yeah, a backlog they, of things I never tweeted that I no, wish I had. I'm so happy this is <laughs> happening. I cannot even explain. I just I'm so happy. And I totally derailed this discussion to talk about something. It's OK. It's OK. Universal it's blank fine. page. I don't know. Twitter. Twitter is a universal blank it page. Is. Yeah. And that's what. Yeah. I think like that that moment, despite a. An enemy of God saying it, I yeah. was like, that's absolutely 100 percent true. Yep. I mean, now he totally contradicted himself in the class. I mean, I'm sure many, many times because yeah, he didn't operate by that standard. Obviously. But well, and so um, I th I'm trying to like figure out what I was getting at before we talked about Twitter. <laughs> I think the point I was trying to make is that um, another thing that we can all learn is like when it's appropriate to engage and when we don't need to engage oh, because yeah. both of those are mm -hmm. appropriate. Yes. It's totally fine to yes. um, step in mm -hmm. and use what you've learned. Mm -hmm. And it's also appropriate to not do that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a part. That's something interesting enough. Like, interestingly enough, when you learn, you also kind of learn to do that. Yeah. And I have the, a slightly different problem than you there. Mm -hmm. Not a problem, but you're like, you're trying to decide, do I step in, do I not? Right. And I'm so much out there. Right. That I have to decide, do I continue engaging or do I right. stop? Right. And so I don't do or that. Or you have people like bring you in on conversations yeah, all the lot. time. Yeah. And so I have to decide, is this worth it? Is right. this going to be um, helpful? Is this going to, you know what I mean? And right. I mean, I don't do it perfectly. I, I, I wouldn't give myself a an right. a score there but it's something i'm definitely becoming i was just talking to my husband about this the other night it's something i'm becoming more and more conscious of is right. i don't you don't always have to engage and unfortunately sometimes what that means is that people's feelings will get hurt because they'll take it to mean a certain way but ultimately you're not responsible for someone else perceiving you a right. certain way all you can do is you know just try to 
glorify and honor God. And there are definitely times where I'm just like, you know, I could keep talking to this person, but I also have other priorities that have to take preeminence over this right. this social media discussion. And I don't think I'm in sin if I step back or um, or if I just choose not to respond at all. And it's going to depend. You know, there's no black and white answer for here's when you do this or here's when you do that. Right. The best thing that you can do is, okay, can I glorify God in responding? Um, am I being self-controlled if I'm responding or not responding? Right. Um, do I know when to end this? Am I not being loving when I respond right. or... Um, so there's, you know, the litmus test is going to be different for each each time. Right. Um, and then, you know, also there's just always going to be the people that get upset if you're not just on there responding within a minute. And right. that's going to happen. And that's unfortunate. But if we all can start working towards having a different litmus test for when to talk, <laughs> right? Um, maybe a more biblical litmus test, then <laughs> that might be helpful. But um yeah, that's like the big one for me right now mm-hmm. is like I could if I wanted to spend my entire every waking oh, yeah. moment talking to someone right somewhere on social media. Yes. And that is not not the most God honoring use of my time. Right. And I think social media is a great tool. I think that it's great. I mm-hmm. love social media. I want to continue using I it. I love the universal blank page. I love the universal br- blank page page i think we should use it to spread the gospel and i think we should use it to influence culture and i think we should use it to talk to other christians and i am so for all of that oh yeah but i just know in my personal life trying to be wise about how much how little and be balanced and not fall in either ditch is definitely something that i'm really acutely aware of at this point in my life because there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of learning application that no like people won't see for the most part the things you've learned like won't be applied in a public way necessarily right so um that's just that that's just kind of well and that's the thing is i mean that's just a part of sanctification that's yeah that's how it should be yeah yeah i don't i don't know that's all i um no let's are we ready to tell them some of the people that we trust oh yeah yeah so another thing that we were talking about when we were um, sort of the when this idea was in the think tank um, what we were talking about how another sort of practical way to learn is to have a few people that you have you've investigated you've asked those questions that summer mentioned earlier you've asked that person like they're they're whether it's their speaking or their writing or whatever you've asked those questions of them and they pass yeah. and you, um, you trust them mm-hmm. and they're solid mm-hmm. and a great way to learn is to mm-hmm. use those people as a resource. Yes. Um, now, as we said before, that doesn't necessarily mean every time you have a question, you personally message that person and ask them <laughs> right. what it is. Right. But chances are if, if you have someone in your mind that you view as a resource, they have probably they probably have tons of resources already at your disposal yeah so you may not get your one-on-one conversation with them Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's because they've already answered the question that you're asking time and time and time and time again yeah you have hours of content that you can listen to for yourself on it yeah um so that being said 
I do think it's important, of course, not to idolize someone's knowledge mm-hmm. or to implicitly believe whatever they say. Right. Um, but it's a good way to learn things is to have a few people that you trust yeah. and then look into what they have to say on the topic. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for instance, when we were getting ready to do our episode on cessationism. Right. So that's so the, that topic is not some is not my I don't have any books on the topic. Right. <laughs> well, I'm sure I do. I haven't read any of the books <laughs> that I have on the topic. Um, I have listened to sermons. I mm-hmm. have read articles here and there. I couldn't talk to you about it for an hour and a half. Right. You know what I mean? I know what I believe about it, but I'm not going to wax poetic. Right. So I just looked for, um, I went to Tim Challey's site. So Challey's is someone I know I can trust. He's solid. He has written a lot. Um, And so challeys.com is a website I go to a lot. If I want a very quick breakdown of something, he is a um, excellent book reviewer. So sometimes before I buy a book, I'll see if he's done a review. Right. Um, and, I, and if he doesn't like it, I might still buy it. But the point is, is that I'll, I'll, I'll have the 10 cents of someone that I trust. Right. Um, and we do that in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Like we have people that we trust more for restaurant recommendations. Right. And, right. and it's just because they have like a proven track they record of trustworthiness. Of, right. Right. Um, And then when we were getting ready to do the episode on reckless love, I wanted to know, for instance, what John Piper had to say about roles of worship in the church. Right. Um, And so he, John, uh, desiringgod.org is like a website I'll go to when I'm looking for a really quick, you know, um, 10 cents on this or that. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't agree with John Piper on every topic ever. And that is true of anybody I might list right now, Mm -hmm. but I for sure know that it's going to be biblical. It's going to be well thought out. Even if it's just like a jumping off point from what you're studying. Yeah, jumping off point. um, It's quick. It's succinct. It's easy to understand. And sometimes it'll just get some creativity going or help point me in a direction that I want to go. Ligonier is another one. Mm -hmm. You know, they sprinkle babies. I don't still. That's a place that I'll go. Yeah, um, I have quite a few baby sprinklers oh, that yeah. I trust. Absolutely. If I want some cultural commentary, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to read Doug Wilson. Right. I mean, or like even just the importance of the church. Oh, yeah. The Presbyterians are the way to go. Yeah, for they sure. They have like the highest view of reverence when it comes <laughs> some to. Some of them, yeah. Worship. I mean, like the, the really solid ones. <laughs> right, right. Um, obviously, my dad has a backlog of. Oh, I yeah. mean, like 30 years of material you can On go through. On all kinds of topics. Yeah. And that's why he does. I'm sure he enjoys doing the dividing line. But the reason he records it is because he wants to give it to you. So, yeah, like a lot of these people have given this gift to the church. Right. Um, of just information. Exposition of the scriptures right. and helping us think through these things. So, yeah, obviously... I'm I'm trying to think. I I'm. I mean, sure. Greg Bonson's definitely Greg one Bonson for me. Is a great one. Yeah. I mean, he's probably my Your number go-to? one Ooh, person. I, didn't know that. I mean, he doesn't have a, a ton of like free. He has way more paid content than free. Yeah. Um, but he's worth every penny. Who do you, Who do you think I Google first? <laughs> Google's not the right word, but you know what I mean. 
whose whose material do I search through first when I like want to be pointed in a direction? I think this answer will surprise everyone. Yeah, I feel like I don't want to guess because I feel like I'm going to be surprised. No, but what would you guess? You, you don't have to be right. I just want to know, like, what would you guess? Um, no one's going to get this right. A part of a part of me wants to say Douglas Wilson, but I know that's not right. And I think it's cause, just because you guys are, like, writing soul sisters. No, that's <laughs> offensive. That's really offensive, and I don't mean it that way. But you guys have, like... Um, I could see you appreciating the way that he writes. Yes. And so you would see him mm-hmm. as an authority. But I don't think, I don't think your person is him. Mm-mm. But that's like my instinct. But I don't think it's he's him. He's like, he's on the list. He's, oh, like, yeah. he's up there. He's, but he's on the list. No. For sure. Sisters. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. I can't believe I'm really, I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> Doug. I knew what you meant. I knew what you were getting at. Douglas I... Wilson. <laughs> I like have great respect for you and whatever way that could be taken incorrectly. I didn't mean I didn't it that mean way. It that way. <laughs> uh, he's gracious. I think he gets where you're going. Oh yeah. Um, no, Desiring God is for sure the first website I go to. Oh yeah. When I'm looking for, mm-hmm. and John Piper, I mean, there's so much stuff that he and I don't agree on. Like a lot of stuff, I'm pretty sure. Right. He and I don't agree on, but um, his book, Don't Waste Your Life, mm-hmm. like, what God used that to save right. me. Like it was so influential in my conversion right. reading that book. Um, well, and that's, I think that's a great point. If we're giving practical stuff, like if you, for whatever reason, the topic that you're dabbling in or you're like fully immersed in that you like want to run at, if it's, if it is a massive undertaking, mm-hmm. like just start small. Oh yeah. Start with something that's, easy to digest Mm -hmm. like that's I can see why you go there first it's so small yeah because well and there's there's a like variety of content Mm -hmm. and it the variety of content doesn't um it doesn't preclude it from being more knowledgeable or wise like just Mm -hmm. because something's more simple or something's more advanced yeah it doesn't mean it's not something you can learn from right um but all I mean praise God we're living in a time where there's there's stuff that's really easy to digest. There's stuff that yes. you'll take a lifetime digesting. Yeah. Um, and all of those are at your disposal. There's yeah. not really one that's necessarily there's, there's some that are per their purpose differently, but yeah. like they're not, you don't have to poo poo something that's simpler just for the sake <laughs> of, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I forget that. I don't think poop jokes are as funny as everyone else. <laughs> No, that was the most accurate, well... Oh, good. Like, context to use that word in. Like, you use the word right. Oh. Like, not in a garish way. Right. But I still could not not laugh. <laughs> I still said the word poo. you said poo. you don't have to poo-poo that. Like, <laughs> I still said the word poo, you did. so you had to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were saying such a, like, a true thing. Right. But then, like, all of a sudden, you're like, don't poo-poo. <laughs> that and i i'm sorry i just like didn't i've never heard you use that word in ever <laughs> like in ever i'm gonna start using it all the time it was right though it was right yeah anyway okay do we have anything else to tell them about this i don't um, think so i think that covers it i think i think the main points are 
honor God. Make sure everything's rooted in scripture. Don't gather knowledge for yourself. Gather it so that you can glorify God, build the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Be um, sanctified. Be sanctified. And Joy can correctly use the word poo-poo. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter now. And you're on Twitter now. That was now. just a real quick recap. And at some point this week, Joy and I, for our Patreon members, oh, yeah. um, are rewriting the book Baby Feminist. Feminist so, Baby. Feminist Baby. Whatever. It's Doesn't matter. Same. Uh, we have had so many people, we've had so many people send us like this book picture of it and be like, have you guys read this? And so we're just like, we're going to read it. We're going to rewrite it. And that's going to be up on Patreon as soon as our trust. And when we say rewrite means we mean like we're taking a sharpie Sharpie to it and we're rewriting it. So if you want to see that video and the Q and a we did last month, you have to go to patreon.com slash theologians. Um, we are only two thirds of our way to our funding goal, <laughs> which means yeah. we're starting to be able to do stuff like this. Um, and we want to do more. Like we want to do another Q&A. I think that might be right. our next video. Probably. Maybe. We haven't talked about it, but probably. We want to do another Q&A. Um, we want to keep doing the show. Uh, we want to rewrite horrible feminist books. And right. if you partner with us for $6 a month, then we can do that and hopefully hit our goal and keep doing this. So. Well, and you get some special Patreon little only. gifts that mm-hmm. not everyone else does. That's right. That's right. So that's it. We hope this episode was helpful to you. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. You